on this episode of Team Building Saves the World. I was amazed to find out how much I didn't know. So, right. and I and I I'm ashamed to even have to say that. They may be a little bit a tiny bit fearful of how do we approach this because we don't know. We're just asking you to do everyday, you know, normal things that you take for granted. Right. I'm helpless. Right. But I'm actually not. And this bad boy parts the seas like nobody's business <laughs> in an airport. <laughs> so I love Willie now. <laughs> Your old friend Rich Renanzan, host of Team Building Saves the World, the show where I speak to the leaders and innovators in employee wellness and corporate culture on how it reflects in the world of today. And today, we're discussing accessibility in the workplace with lead facilitator for Beyond Our Sight, Naomi Panarella. But first, I need to share some love with the rest of my supporters at Team Bonding. If your team is ready to experience teamwork for the power of play, then visit teambonding.com to learn more. Now, team, join me in welcoming my guest for today, the 2021 winner of the Be My Eyes organization's Miss Blind Diva, Naomi Panarella. Uh, Naomi, welcome. That is a small collection of people I keep trained up under my desk. They're here just to applaud you. That's their job. How are you today? I am doing so well today for Monday. Astros won last night. I, I am coming to you from Houston, Texas, so I thought I'd throw that in there as well. Congratulations <laughs> to you and everybody else in Texas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, while we're there, let's just start off nice and easy. Why don't you tell my team out here about uh, who you are and how it was that you got involved in this line of work? Yeah, sure. So I work full time as an executive assistant for Shocking. I know, prepare yourself for this oil and gas industry here in, in, in Texas, sure. <laughs> Outside of that, I'm oddly obsessed with travel, culture, learning just about our world and everything inside of it. I'm a homeowner. I'm a pet parent. <laughs> I'm just doing my thing down here in Texas. How are you involved in accessibility? So I am visually impaired. I have retinitis pigmentosa, which is a gradual loss of vision. So I do still have some vision. Um, I'm in a gray space, which is a funky space to be in because I'm between what I like to call the sighted and unsighted world. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm here to champion for the visually impaired and blind community. <laughs> Fantastic. So let's start off because... The the amazing thing about this is, as when this came up as a topic for the actual podcast, I was amazed to find out how much I didn't know, because it, d despite my glasses, it doesn't affect me. So, right. and I and I I'm ashamed to even have to say that. So let's start off. Can we tell my team out there what it is we mean when we say workplace accessibility? I think most people understand kind of the norm things when you say workplace. Accessibility, mm -hmm. for example, you know, there are ramps in place for people that are wheelchair users. Right. There's signage that has Braille for people that are visually impaired or blind. And that's all great and all. But technology has advanced so much that it now needs to include that 
for people with disabilities, mm -hmm. meaning digital accessibility, uh, usage of a computer, a screen reader, um, accessible hyperlinks. Um, these are things that, you know, technology-wise, that need to be in place for individuals in the workforce that are necessary to do our jobs for some of us. Mm. What is the full breadth that we're even talking about here? Because like you say, those are what everybody sees on the every day. But mm -hmm. we're talking about how much of the world now is run on computers. You know, Right. Everything. So everyone is, um, I think, also beyond, you know, just getting those types of things in place for people with disabilities. And uh, I shy away from using that word. I prefer yeah. to use different abilities, but we'll, right. we'll, we can use disabilities. Totally fine. You know, it's, it's educating uh, your company. It's, it's sitting down with the management team and, and getting some kind of knowledge passed around or focus groups that are done just really to educate everyone. So everyone understands and everyone feels as if they are being included. And there's a diverse, you know, talent pool that uh, human resource can pull from. So it's like, okay, HR, do you have your format in place for people who are visually impaired um, that necessarily can't read a regular form on a computer screen and with the tools that are in place for people with uh, visual impairments or blind, they have access to that. But it's kind of like a circle, right? So like they have to have that in order for us to be able to compete in the workforce, to be hired, to pr be productive um, and diverse. Right. Because the, the biggest protections that the differently abled have come from the Americans with Disabilities Act. Correct. Which, that is correct. Right. Which actually states, as I, as I was researching, not only, like I ignorantly thought, that you just have the right to have the job, that they cannot right. stop from hiring you or fire you based upon a disability. But it also correct. means that a corporation has to give the differently abled every advantage that they require in order to succeed and excel at a job. A hundred percent. We just need the, the playing field to be fair for everyone. <laughs> right. right. So this brought up an interesting question in my mind when it came to what's the difference between the accessibility and the equity that someone would mm. have, that someone would need. I mean, mm -hmm. is are we seeing enough of companies nowadays actually reaching out and making certain that someone differently abled has the advantages they need to succeed? For me personally, I don't think it's being done enough. Okay. I think we're getting to that point slowly, mm. um, but it is starting to become, you know, something that is recognized. And I think for a lot of companies, they may be a little bit, a tiny bit fearful. Of how do we approach this? Because we don't know who can we bring in to help educate us on how we need to cultivate a culture in our environment and in our company so that we are being equitable and, and diverse and inclusive and uh, putting all the things that people with different abilities will need to compete alongside their other coworkers. So what are some of the ways that they're actually doing this? I mean, what are some of, what are some of the things that you've needed in the past that you didn't have or, or had to ask for? Sure. So like I said, I, I'm, I'm floating in between two worlds right. of decided and unsighted because I do have some vision, but I don't have enough to, to drive a vehicle or do or do a lot of other things. So initially, I asked for lighting because of what I have requires a tremendous amount of 
uh, lighting and no issue brought me a little lamp. Um, I sat with IT one day and just said, you know, I, I need to understand how can I navigate through my screens? Cause I've got two, I've got one for emails and one for calendars. And so they showed me a little system where I could color code. They went in and showed me how I could enlarge my cursor and add a tail to it. Like just all kind mm. of cool things. That I thought, my gosh, I had no clue. They offered me uh, an illuminated keyboard and said, if you need this, it's here for you. And I said, no, I think I'm good for now. But if I get to a point where I do need that, good to know that you guys have that for right. me. So that was really great. But that conversation came after I informed you know, my boss of my visual impairment, which is a whole nother conversation. <laughs> so they didn't know when you were hired. Correct. And that wow. was on me out of fear of being discriminated against. Sure. Do you think that people, I mean, is that still, is it still so stig- stigmatic that yeah. people are faking their way through? Now, I'm, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't mean to use the word faking at all, but people are <laughs> hiding that side of themselves in interview processes. Sure. I know lots of people um, that don't disclose that. I, I, to be honest, I didn't disclose it initially. Mm. And, you know, within an application, there is questions along that path of, you know, do you have this? And you're so fearful to say yes, because you think, oh, my gosh, they're not going to hire me. I won't even get in front and get an interview, let alone, you know, right. so it's just like, let's just make everything easier for both parties. And just kind of go around that question. And then once I'm hired, then we can have that discussion. And it's so sad that I have to admit to that. But I am not the only person that has a story like that, unfortunately. Can I just say thank you for even just sharing this information with us, by the way. Absolutely. It's it's remarkable to have somebody who's willing to be so open and honest about it now. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Um, Do you still find that fear occasionally coming up? Like that you're... Your ability to succeed as far as you can go in business could actually be hampered? Yes, I do. Uh, But like I said, I I had a very open discussion with my boss. And, you know, sometimes it really is just the luck of the jaw rich. Like you Mm. will get in front of someone who is like, my gosh, I had no idea. Thanks for sharing. How can we help? How do we make sure that you're safe? What, What do you need? Versus some people that kind of like, oh, okay. Thanks for sharing. And that's that's kind of it. And then yeah. you feel like, oh, oh no, what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> so why is this so important? I mean, as much as it seems ridiculous to even ask that question, as a company, why is making certain that this accessibility is there even an important topic? I think it's important because it allows companies to broaden the talent pool that's out there. Mm. So many people dismiss people with disabilities just solely based on that. And that's it. We're not even talking, having a conversation. They just see what they see, unfortunately Mm. call a judgment. And then it's, it's, it's done. So I think it's important for, for those reasons. There's so much advancement in technology. And I know a few companies that specifically work with people that have different abilities Mm -hmm. And they are engineers, software programmers, and some people are just so astonished by that. And I'm thinking, I don't why. I mean, we're we're not aliens from another planet by right. no means. Right. We've just never been given the opportunity, or you've never been educated on this particular 
community, right? So right. it's a combination of that. And I think if all that came to the surface as a discussion and everyone's involved, I mean, hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, you're exactly right. Because, I mean, especially nowadays, we're still coming out of the of the pandemic. Uh, the world is so very, very different now. Um, I can only imagine what kind of, uh, are you working personally hybrid or are you back in the office? My company um, is in the office every day. Okay. It's up to the different department heads to decide if, you know, a particular individual needs to work remote for certain reasons. But it's funny that you mentioned the COVID because mm -hmm. as a, as a person with a different ability, we are very tactile people and that and that was like the number one thing in COVID. like don't touch this don't yeah. touch that and it's like but wait that's kind of how i see so <laughs> were you working at home during the actual during the, the lockdown itself how did yes. what did you have to go through what kind of changes did that force for you uh so i needed to just make some minor adjustments not too too many for mm -hmm. for myself um i think as a whole, our company never let anything drop through the cracks. And I think for me personally, I, I already double, triple check any any and everything I send out uh, just because I want to ensure that I'm not making any mistakes. But when I was at home, I was doing it like six or seven times. Like I had OCD, like looking over and over and over <laughs> and over, making sure because I just thought, okay, I'm in a different environment. Yeah. It's not my normal work environment. So I just want to really ensure I'm performing the way I need to be performing. And this is, I mean, it, it's, it's fairly standardized. Wouldn't you think that? Oh yeah. Because that's why, that's why I always, as soon as people started coming up with the term uh, differently abled, I latched yeah. onto it. I love that terminology because I grew up in the era of the disabled were the disabled. Right. And, but now it's like, no, everybody has something about them. I mean, my knees are horrendous. If the buildings <laughs> didn't have an elevator, I'd never yeah. be able to get anywhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, plus, you're talking about differently abled. Also, now we're starting to, to grow to include mental health. Yes. Into that. You have people with fibromyalgia for whom pain yes. is an everyday occurrence. Yep. All of these things are now covered and they should be. They should be. Yes, they absolutely should be. So mm -hmm. we're still looking at it. We're still looking at a world that is suffering from the great resignation, according to uh, yes. according to corporate research. And yet last year's census shows that in the United States alone, I have here the, the statistics. There's 33 million people with disabilities between the ages of 16 and 64. And in that group, fewer than 56 percent are actually currently employed. Mm -hmm. Isn't that wild? It is. It's <laughs> nuts. But um, I'm, I'm getting buzzed in my ear here by my producer because I want to keep talking about this, but I do need to step away for a quick second. I hope you don't mind. Not at all. Because I want to tell all my team out there about a company I am very proud to be a part of, Team Bonding. Team Bonding was founded over 20 years ago with one simple question. How can employees have a great time while fostering strong, authentic bonds between people who work together? They've created a catalog of innovative events using the power of play as a learning tool and tapping into the correlation of work and play. From scavenger hunts to Jeopardy and so much more, the team bonding of activities, be it live, virtual, or hybrid, 
maximizes the impact of team building with an accent on fun. Visit teambonding.com to schedule your event now. Team bonding, when you want seriously fun results. And we are back with Naomi Panarella. Naomi, speaking of building your workforce, because there are so many people for whom their job is sort of the beginning and end of their social structure as well. Mm-hmm. What does a corporation have to do to make sure that the differently abled are also included in that? I would say, you know, these companies need to start asking themselves questions of, you know, do we have the, the knowledge? Do we have the education regarding individuals with different abilities? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we assist them? Back to what I said earlier, does human resources have formats of job applications that are actually useful for right. people with different abilities? I mean, and these are, they're kind of, they just feel so common sense, but you know, we're so in this mindset of just not being able to, huh? Okay. You're right. We, that's a simple change. That's an easy fix. That That's yeah. not going to break the bank by any means. <laughs> um, I, I just, I think there's just, it's just simple stuff. Really? Nothing crazy, nothing wild. <laughs> okay. So let us say, for example, if I was a manager and I knew that under me, I did have people who were differently abled. What kind of steps do I, first, do I even need to take before that employee comes on to be a part of the team? Do I make my my other team members aware or am I even allowed to? Because isn't HIPAA going to be involved in some of this somewhere? Yes, they, they, they absolutely would. I think it's a conversation for that particular individual to have a one-on-one with their, you know, superior mm. versus throwing them into the fire with everyone else, because maybe they're not prepared to share that. Cause I mean, it's up to that individual to disclose right. that information. Um, and that's really a conversation for them to have initially with their human resources okay. department as to what, you know, what are we okay to allow you as an employee to share and what is it? Um, and I think once that conversation is had and there's an opportunity for that person to actually be the person to share with the group, it doesn't right. have to fall on the shoulders of the manager. It could fall on, on the, on the expert <laughs> who knows what the needs need to be um, and asked of their manager and their fellow coworkers. That's, that's an ideal situation to me. Do you find that the broaching of the topic, does it further isolate or does it hopefully bring people more closely together? Um, I have found from doing other types of things where I'm kind of the first person to, to raise my hand and, mm-hmm. and volunteer that information that it allows others to feel like, okay, it's okay to talk about this, you know, I, you know, and and sometimes you'll meet them and say, you know what, I've got a niece that's affected with something. My Mm. husband is affected with, you know, it just makes it that it's the icebreaker, I guess, if you will. Right. So if that person is courageous enough to begin the conversation, it then becomes like a domino effect. So with all of these business and social minefields that we're walking through, when we talk about (laughs) these topics, Let's talk about Beyond Our Sight. What is it and how do we implement it? Like, what's it for? So, first of all, Beyond Our Sight is like one of the coolest experiences you will ever have. Um, (laughs) It will leave you 
just questioning everything. Okay. I, I, I find Beyond Our Sight is so it's an adaptive, immersive okay. program. I, well, we like to call it a performance because we actually make the audience the superstars. They are at center stage, and we're just hosts, kind of helping them to navigate through the performance. Mm-hmm. It's really, I wish I could do one for you right now with your audience, but <laughs> it's just, it's a really incredible experience because people initially don't know what to expect. We're taking people from the unsighted world in, I'm sorry, from the sighted world into the unsighted world and our, mm-hmm. obli- our obligation and our responsibility mm-hmm. as hosts are to create a bridge to fill in that gap of the unsighted and sighted world. And we do that through this program. And it, it, I'm telling you, it is the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. We get a lot of people um, afterwards that have so many questions. I mean, the programs could run on and on and on because they just become so enthralled and so interested and so curious. And so many things happen throughout the, the program. It's, it's, I wish every company could experience it really because the, the takeaways are just, Enormous. <laughs> well, what kind of outcomes do you see or do you experience? What what is or at least what are some of the things you hope that a client group will experience? I would say empathy, awareness. Okay. Those are probably the two biggest things I believe is what happens and mm-hmm. and 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 what I you know because I do have some sight. I can see some of the reactions on people's faces, men and women. After, you know, we ask some very um, vital questions and they've done some um, exercises. It's, it's incredible. It really is. It, and it, and pun intended, it gives a lot of insight to, <laughs> to the sighted world from the unsighted world. Well, how so? I mean, what, what kind of things, I, want, I don't want the full thing. I, don't, I want yeah. people to, to, to be able to experience it all. Sure. But, but can you give us a, a few examples of what it is that people do experience through this? Mobility, while being unsighted. How so? Uh, let's say uh, you're you're wearing a, something to cover your eyes so that you are no longer sighted. Okay. And we ask you to walk from point A to point B. Ah. Uh. And as simple as that sounds, my goodness, the the room, the crowd, the the area that we're in erupts in chaos <laughs> complete chaos so this is a then, live this is a live event that you do or is it virtual we do both live and virtual okay we do both mm-hmm. okay great anything else anything else you'd like to share like any experiences um, that you've that you've seen or that you've yeah, experienced I, i've seen people become really touched you know because it, it absolutely pulls at your heartstrings when we've now temporarily you know, made you unsighted. And we're just asking you to do everyday, you know, normal things that you take for granted, right? That you have the luxury of doing. Mm. And it hits home with them. And and they become some people become very emotional. Mm. But we are empathy based. So we want that we want you to, to understand what it's like for us. And not because it's a punishment, but it's because we want, we want you to see we're here too. We want to be seen too. We want to be included as well. Right. There's no need to pity us. Just give us the same, you know, fair playing field as you. That's all we want. <laughs> Excellent. How'd you yeah. get involved in this? 
Uh, I was voluntold. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> also one of my favorite expressions. <laughs> yes, I was voluntold. And uh, so I serve as a treasurer for a nonprofit here in Houston. And okay. someone from this group reached out to our president. And he wasn't able to fulfill uh, the role at the time. And so he mm-hmm. said, but I've got someone on my team. I think you guys will really enjoy having her a part of it. And I signed up and I've been on this journey with them ever since. And I'm never getting off this train. (laughs) I love it. Is it just for visually impaired or do they have other programs for, for other differently abled folks? It is specific to visually impaired and blind uh, community. Okay. Are they, which is huge, right? Because I mean, our site is, it's like our bully. It's our bully sense, right? Mm. And you take that away and you're just like, huh? <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Are they looking to expand beyond or are they just seeing oh, how yes. this goes over? Uh no, we I think they are definitely looking to expand. We've worked with Google, Microsoft, um we Bosch and Lom, we did a huge conference with them. So it's, you know, we're the word's getting out. <laughs> so if I was a company that was considering getting involved with beyond our site. Mm-hmm. What kind of questions should I be asking myself beforehand? Like, for example, how can I be certain that this is something that I actually feel like my company needs? Well, if you're in the, the realm of trying to cultivate a, you know, a, a culture of diversity, inclusion and equity, I mean, that includes the blind, visually impaired community. So, you know, I think that's, that is a community that it's so funny how all these words that are tied to site link with this. Um, They're, they're, they're an oversight sometimes, you know, they're like, Oh, we got the ramps in place and the braille's there. They're good. And it's like, no, actually no. And we'll show you hands on why it's not, because we're going to challenge you to do some things you might do before you get to the office, while you're at the office, when you leave the office, what that feels like to have some empathy for others that are in that community and to be a little more empathetic to those individuals in the company. I mean, and then you get to brag, right? And say like, <laughs> we're diverse, we're inclusive. Like, <laughs> Tick the box. <laughs> yep. Now, how often do you take part in this yourself? So we just had a program last week or a week before it was a virtual program with a company based out of New York. And I believe it was an audience of three or 400 people. Yeah. So I would say so far it feels like it's been on a monthly basis that we, that we do programs. Are you hoping that this could be a way forward for your personal career? Like maybe do more and more of these. I would love it. If this was something that I could do full time, it wouldn't even feel like, you know, when you're doing something that you truly enjoy mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like it's labor in any means at all, because you just, you have a passion for it. Yes. hundred percent. I would love that. I really would. Plus I just love telling people I'm visually impaired as wild as that sounds. Really? I love walking into a store and someone saying, hi, can I help you? Yes. I need these products and I'm visually impaired. So I'm going to need you to help me get there. Can you do that? Mm. That's me. <laughs> well, that's me now because I will tell you that it was a long journey to get to a point to where I felt comfortable sharing that story. What 
kind of things did you find along the way? Uh, so I just started using a white cane. His name is Willie. And <laughs> for a very long time, I had what I now heard coined as cane shame, meaning if I use this cane, I'm ashamed because now I have an outwardly sign to the world that, that I need help. Sure. Right. That I'm helpless. Right. But I'm actually not. And this bad boy parts the seas like nobody's business <laughs> in the airport. <laughs> so I love Willie now. And I try my best to encourage others that are maybe at that point where they do need a guide dog or a cane and, and, and just a little bit of help. Cause that, that's hard mentally, you know, to accept that. I got to use this cane to get around and people are like, well, she doesn't look blind. And it's like, Oh, here we go. Let me educate you because we are on a spectrum too. We are not just either completely blind or completely sighted. There are people in between and I'm one of them. Which actually brings back to, a, to if getting back to the workplace a little bit. Um, it brings up a really good point. What do you wish you would have seen or heard or had done by fellow coworkers to make you feel more included? Like what, basically, mm -hmm. what can the sighted do for the differently abled? Oh, uh, so I think that actually falls back on the unsighted okay. because it's our responsibility to let people know what our needs are. If we don't vocalize them, then they're not going to know. Mm. Back to the white cane. If I don't use that cane, no one knows I'm visually impaired. But the moment Willie comes out and he's walking with me, People bend over backwards to help me. How can I help you? Do you need help crossing the street? Do you need me to help? I mean, they're more than willing to help, but that's on me because I'm willing to share my story and let people know that I need help. Then the help comes pouring, you know, everywhere. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm serious. Okay. So I, I would say it actually falls back on the unsighted, the let the sighted know. What about on the corporate level? Like the whole, like the CEOs, CFOs, what have you, what would you say to them? What would you recommend to them? Uh, besides, so, of course, going and going in and joining in a Beyond Our Site presentation. <laughs> right. I, I still <laughs> want the company to do it. Um, so we recently, I think they're trying to get an initiative going on here. And they did some focus groups, which I thought was really cool because it's something they had never presented to us as employees. Mm. And we just went for a couple of days and we had someone running them. And at the end, they sent surveys out and said, you know, what, what is it that you guys want to be a part of and see that, that we're not doing? I was like, oh, well, let me tell you. So I filled out my survey. You know, I said, I, I, I'm hoping to see something with, for people that have, you know, disabilities, different abilities. I'm happy to champion that group, but at the very least, I want to be a member of it when it does come to fruition. So I think they are in the midst of trying to organize the different kinds of groups that people want to be a part of. I mean, we have one now um, for military veterans. Mm. They just started up. I'm not, I didn't serve in the military. I'm not a veteran, but I will happily support them because... They're veterans. They, they, <laughs> they, I mean, we all know what they did. So I'm in full support of that. And it's just kind of, you know, seeing that they're acknowledging, okay, there are groups we need to pull together and, and see who all is out there and wants to support them. So I thought it was great to see that. And it gave me an opportunity to get feedback from the community that I serve. Excellent. Yeah. Naomi, yeah. 
Thank you so much for coming on. I, I can't tell you how oh, wonderful it was you, to be able to discuss this, this with you. Really cool. I really, really, I'm honored, honestly, to, to be able to be a voice for the blind and visually impaired community and be on our site. And thank you so, so much for having me on today. What are you hoping for, like, within the next five years for yourself? <sighs> Driverless cars. Oh, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's not just the visually impaired that right? want them. Who wants to be behind the wheel? <laughs> Uh, thank you again, Naomi. Ladies and gentlemen, my team out there, please give a huge round of applause to Naomi Panarella. And Naomi, can you tell my team uh, where they can find out more about you as well as Beyond Our Sight? Yeah, sure. So as far as Beyond Our Sight, we are on Facebook and you just have to type in Beyond Our Sight mm -hmm. and it will most likely pop up first. I believe we're also on Twitter. And just me personally, you guys want to follow me and all my silliness that I do. I'm on Instagram and I'm happy to share my, my handle. It's LMS, which stands for Little Miss Sunshine. And then it's my name, N-A-O-M-I. But the I is with four eyes because I wear glasses. And as a kid, I was called four eyes. <laughs> that, well, now I'm following. I don't even go on Instagram, but that I have to see. <laughs> Oh, Naomi. Oh, also, Naomi, I don't know if you're aware of this, but very soon, Team Bonding is also going to be offering Beyond Our Sight. So, what? yep. So they will be able to find Beyond Our Sight, at least a link to it and information about it on the Team Bonding website as well. Teambonding.com. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. I'm glad you're excited. Yeah. We, you'll get a lot more work. Okay. <laughs> let's do this. All right. Speaking of which, more work. You know you're not done. I started talking to you about it before the show. It is time, Naomi, for you to go into my speed round. I know you don't drive, but it's like driving. Okay. <laughs> okay, Naomi, the way this is going to work for you, I'm going to give you 60 seconds. I'm going to be playing some music that's 60 seconds length. That way we'll know how long the, the actual time is. During that time, I'm going to ask you a bunch of the silliest questions I could ever find to ask a human being. Your objective is to try to answer them as fast as you can. Now, if you are feeling at all competitive, the number to beat is 14. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You think you got it? Got it. All right. Here we go. As soon as you hear the music, I'll start asking the questions. And away we go. What's your name? Naomi. You said you have a pet. What kind? A cat. If you could ask your cat one question and get an actual answer, what would it be? What are you thinking? What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Chocolate. Would you rather live for a day in the past or the future? Future. What's your most embarrassing childhood memory? Falling on the ground during a baseball game in front of a guy that I had a crush on. What's your favorite holiday? Halloween. If you could only eat one type of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Italiano. If you could have a cartoon character, or rather, if you could be a cartoon character, which one would you be? Minnie Mouse. What is your favorite childhood book? Oh, rats. Too many. Okay. Do you consider yourself a leader or a follower? Leader. What's the most courageous thing you've ever done? Ran a half marathon. Who would play you in the movie of your life? Audrey Hepburn. I love that answer so much. Well done. 13, miss. 13. That is a fantastic job. 
Good for you. Just so you're aware, um, the average that I get is about 10. So people normally can answer somewhere between the nine, like nine and 11. So uh-huh. 13 so is what you're saying is I'm a leader because I'm above average. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Naomi, thank you again for coming on board. I would love to talk to you again sometime in the future, but I am going to follow you on Instagram so I can find out all about you and how you're doing. Thanks for coming on board and playing with us today. I really do appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much. And thank you, my team out there. That's it. We're wrapping up yet another episode of Team Building Saves the World. If you've enjoyed this episode, whether you're new to the podcast or an old fan of the show, please be sure to share it with everyone you know, whether they're a coworker, friend, family member, whatever it happens to be. It helps us to share this vital information. You can find out all about us, including all past episodes at teambonding.com slash podcast. You can also find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you go to listen, we are going to be there. And if we're not where you're listening, I want you to go on all the social medias. Find us at Team Bond Podcast and tell us where we're not. It's how you can be the best part of my team so I can be where you're listening. Plus, while you're there, go ahead, leave us an actual uh, link or leave us an actual comment about what you liked about the show, what you like best about Naomi, or maybe about a future topic you want to hear from us. So... My friends, before we say this, our final farewells for this episode of Team Building Saves the World. Never forget, if you're within the sound of my voice, you're on my team now, and I am forever going to be on yours. So long, team. I'll see you next time. It's been said that you learn more about a person in an hour of play than in a year of conversation. So why not put your coworkers to play with the help of the team at Team Bonding? Team Bonding was founded over 20 years ago with one simple question. How can employees have a great time while fostering strong, authentic bonds between people who work together? Their catalog of innovative events includes scavenger hunts, Jeopardy, and much more. Each activity, whether live, virtual, or hybrid, maximizes the impact of team building with an accent on fun. Visit teambonding.com to schedule your event now. Team Bonding, when you want seriously fun results.